The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams, with co-host Jacob Greer. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lemont Williams and Jacob Greer. Sports America, welcome back to another week of Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Network. I'm Lemont Williams. My co-host is Jacob Greer. And to join the show, uh, any listeners out there want to join the show, contact information is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send us an email at Sports at yahoo.com. Jacob, how's your week going so far? Yeah, it's going pretty good, man. I'm looking forward to all of these, uh, all of the new uh, NBA playoffs coming out. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to talk some sports today. I got a lot to get off my chest. All right, today on the show, we'll talk about the Houston Astros 2009 baseball start. Uh, played my interview from last weekend with Texas Southern head coach, football head coach, uh, Johnny Cole. Go around the NFL, uh, talk about the NBA playoffs that starting this weekend. But first, Jacob, let's go ahead and pay our respects and send our condolences to Nick Aidenhart, the angel pitcher that passed away this last Thursday. Uh, he was killed with three other friends in a car accident. Uh, if you haven't really paid attention to the story, Nick Aidenhart was 22 years old, out of Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, worked his way up in the ranks of the uh, major league for the uh, Angel High. I mean, for the Angels. Uh, last week, he was uh, killed by a drunk driver that ran a red light. And uh, I just want to send my condolences out to him. I know Jacob, you want to uh, have something to say about that as well, but uh, I want to say, say, uh, send out my thoughts and prayers out to Nick, family, his friends, and, and the fans as well. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty tragic uh, situation. Guy had been in uh, minor leagues for a while, and you know he finally made that transition coming up uh, on a major league roster, and you know for for that to happen the way it did, that was very very tragic. Yeah, yeah, and, and the thing is that he just pitched that Wednesday night, and uh, he was in, in that car accident early Thursday morning. So, again, we want to send our thoughts and prayers out to Nick, Nick Aidenhart family, friends, and family as they continue to go through this grieving process. Jacob, it's that, that time of the year when the NBA playoffs start. Uh, this weekend kicks off the NBA playoffs, the 2009 playoffs, and our beloved Houston Rockets hometown team is clicking right now. I think they're 53 and 28, uh, leading the division right now. And they play the Dallas Mavericks tonight. Uh, right now, I think if they lose, I think the situation is they can either clinch 
second, third, fourth, or fifth seed, uh, with with the uh, depending on the outcome tonight. I just I'm just really excited about this, about the, this year 2009 Houston Rockets, and and, and the things that Coach Rick Adelman has the uh, the guys all fired up, and I like what the Adelman is doing thus far. Well, Lamont, let me say this: you know, the team doesn't have to, and this is my thought on the on, on the Houston Rockets this year. The team doesn't have to depend on. Tracy McGrady to carry them now. Uh, so what they're doing is they're just going out, playing their games, and, you know, letting the chips fall where they're made. But, you know, hey, this is a big contest for the uh, Houston Rockets tonight. If they win in Dallas, they clinch the uh, Southwest Division title. You know, with a loss, some other things have to happen uh, for them to maintain that three or four spot. But uh, this, this is definitely a big game, not only for Houston. San Antonio is hosting the uh, New Orleans Hornets tonight, and that's a must-win game for San Antonio as well as New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans is battling Dallas for that seventh and eighth spot. And, I, I mean, there's a lot of implications going on in the NBA in the final week, and that's what sports should be about. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited, man, uh, so especially in the Western Division uh uh, pretty much the Cleveland Cavaliers got it locked on the East Coast, in my opinion, on the East, in the Eastern Division. But I'm going to go ahead and start lobbying now for, for Coach of the Year, Rick Adelman. I think he did a tremendous job this year with all the injuries they had in the 2009 season, starting with T-Mac and, and, and uh, Yao Me in and out of the lineup. And he was able to plug in guys, role-player guys, and still play at a high level. I want to just say, hey, uh, he, he's been doing a great job. I, I was kind of... Uh, I didn't know how he was going, how he was going to fit in, and what kind of scheme, and how he was going to do this this year. But he, he's done a great job coaching, coaching those guys, and getting them prepared for the for the playoffs. Yeah, Rick Adelman should definitely be coach of the year. But you know what? As the playoffs starts in a couple of days, there are some tremendous you know matchups going on in terms of the first round. I mean, first round, you got the Lakers playing Utah. I mean, I watched the game last night when the Lakers played Utah, and the Lakers, I mean, they really sent a message to Utah that, hey, don't even think about it. We are at the top, and we, you know, we're going to stay here. Uh, you know, Denver is playing Portland tonight, and, you know, they, we're trying to wait to see what's going to happen with that contest. But, you know, in terms of a first-round contender, one team that I do not want to play, and I think they are what you call Houston nemesis, is the Utah Jazz. So it's happy to see, I'm happy to see them in that eighth spot. Now, Dallas and New Orleans, those are still very, very good teams. And we don't know where, you know, Houston is going to fall, whether it's going to be that two, three, four, or five spot. But, you know, wherever they are, the West is definitely, definitely in for a dogfight, not only in the first round, but second round as well. In the Eastern Conference, I think Cleveland, hands down, has that conference won. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned the Lakers and the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. The Lakers right now, 64-17, they got Andrew Bidem back. They're playing very aggressive right now. I like their front court with Gasol and, and Bidem uh, dominating the front court. Cleveland Cavaliers looks great, man. Uh, what else can you say about LeBron James? He's a beast right now. I think they like 39-1 at home going into the playoffs with momentum. Uh, but my team to win it all, Jacob, I think the L.A. Lakers will win it all uh, for these reasons. Uh, they have a better front court, which I just mentioned earlier. Uh, they have better players with playoff experience uh, like uh, Lamar Odom, Kobe Bryant, uh, Paul Gasol, and uh, Bynum just getting back. But the most important part, in my opinion, they got the best coaches uh, with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, and Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, he just goes to a whole another level when it comes to coaching in the postseason. 
And I just think Kobe, man, with his killer attitude, and Kobe has a complete game right now, in my opinion. Yeah, LeBron is dominating, and most likely he will win the MVP. But Kobe, when he, you know, with that killer attitude, I call it that Jordan mentality, and his complete game for being able to get other guys around him involved. I think they're going to do very well this playoff, and I and I got them. That's my that's what I'm going to put my money on to win it all this year. Wow. You know, I like the Lakers. You know, the majority are saying that, you know, they're probably going to win it based on what they're doing in the regular season. But, you know, you also have Cleveland over there as well. So, you know, my sleeper, my sleeper would probably either be Houston or New Orleans. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to get to the finals. I'm just saying that I think those two teams have what it takes to contend with the L.A. Lakers, but in a seven-game series. In, in what way, though? Them having home court advantage. You think the Rockets has what it takes? I don't think they're going to get by the Lakers. No, I don't think, I, I don't think the Rockets are going to. I don't even think the Rockets will get by Utah. When the Rock, I want to see how the Rockets go against Utah this year because uh, Rockets throughout the year haven't had a, found anybody, starter or bench player, to stop uh, Darren Williams, their point guard. And he, he just plays tremendous basketball when they go against Go against the Rockets when the Utah Jazz go against the Rockets. Let's go ahead and move into uh, you know I want to debate about this 2009 NBA MVP candidates. Uh, clearly, LeBron James hands down beasting right now, dominating the game. Uh, he was on he was on 60 Minutes a couple of weeks ago, so he's getting a lot of a lot of pub there. But my top three guys, Jacob, I got LeBron at number one, again with Kobe at number two, and D Wade at Dwayne Wade at number three. Uh, what's so funny? You, you don't think you don't think that? Yeah, that's I disagree. I totally fall disagree out? with that. LeBron, LeBron winning, winning it all. Well, I give you. I, you know what? Let me let me just say this. You know, MVPs. LeBron James, sixty-seven plus games. Only set, his team won sixty-seven or more games. There's only seven teams that have ever done that in the NBA. Plus, he's a defensive guy. He's my number one guy. To get the to get the most valuable player. So we agreed in. So LeBron, what, what was, what how was can the, you leave out Chris Paul? Oh come on, man! Come on. Chris Paul is leading the league in assists. Yeah, he's but leading the league in steals. Yeah, but assists doesn't in win games, man. I mean, LeBron leads leads the league in scoring, and he, I mean thirty nine and one. Jacob, the only game they lost was the Lakers at home. They dominated. Okay. Did you see the game the other day when they dominated the Celtics at home? I, was I understand what you're saying. I agree. I agree that LeBron should be number one on the MVP ballot. But here are my top five. LeBron one, Chris Paul two, Dwayne Wade three, Kobe four, and Dwight Howard five. I hear you, man. My, my top three, LeBron, Kobe, D-Wade, Dwayne Wade, and that's how it's going to come down with LeBron winning the MVP. Hey, we got about another two minutes before we go to break, so let's go ahead and roll into the uh, Rookie of the Year candidates. I want to touch on that. In my opinion, Jacob's only two two guys out there. My my top guy to win it all is Derrick Rose from the Bulls, and coming in second is O.J. Mayo from the uh, from the Grizzlies. Derrick Rose, Rookie of the Year, great shooter, quick, and man, and from going from college from Memphis to Chicago, he became a solid shooter. I mean, at first everybody was afraid of him penetrating the hole and dominating. But now he can step back and hit that 10 to 15-footer. I agree. 
I agree. I think I think Derrick Rose is going to be your uh, your 2009 NBA Rookie of the Year. You know, uh, he took a Chicago Chicago Bulls team that was uh, not doing well, and uh, now they're making a push. You know, for that for that eighth spot, seventh or eighth spot in the uh, in the uh, Eastern Conference. OJ Mayo, he's a talented he's a talented guard for Memphis. I just don't think he can. I, I don't think he's going to surpass Derrick Rose for that uh, most yeah. valuable player, but. What do you think about Rudy Fernandez with the Portland Trailblazers? And who? Ah, man, he, he don't get no love over y'all. You know that what? is. But, but let me let me go and ask you something because we we run it down to uh for our first segment ends. Let me go and ask you a question. Uh, I noticed this past weekend uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, they do a lot of showing up on their opponents, a lot of celebration and, and dancing and stuff. Do you think that's gonna you know? Do you think that hurts them? Going into the playoffs, so that plays in their favor as far as showing up their well, opponent. I tell you what, it's according to who they're playing. You know, uh, you know, if it's Doc Rivers and the Boston Celtics, yeah, that's going to be bulletin board material. You got to understand they were playing Cleveland without Kevin Garnett, and it's my understanding that Boston is going to try and make an attempt to get him back in the lineup. You know, once the playoffs starts, but you got to understand they are a totally different team yeah, when well, he's in that lineup. Well, with thirty seconds before our first break. Let me go. I, I think I don't really mind the, the showing up, in my opinion. Long, I mean, my thing is you just got to stop it. I mean, if, if, if it's bothering you that bad, then stop it. You know, if, you, if it's bothering you, stop the Cleveland Cavaliers, stop LeBron James, and shut them up. After this short break, we'll go around the NFL. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mott Williams and co host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports well i was out with my girlfriends the other night on my way back to my car a guy jumped out from behind an suv fortunately i had my taser from spyunlimited.com that was a close one the tools you need to protect yourself are right here. SpyUnlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top-quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458. Nine or click on the spyunlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. Can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The 
is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at Tough the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, this is my favorite segment. It's the segment when we go around the NFL, talk about a little bit of highlights from last week and this week. And then let's go ahead and kick it off this week. NFL released their 2009 schedule on prime time. Man, I just love that. That was a great decision by the league because, Jacob, I just think it makes the league more remarkable. In these tough times, in these recession days, uh, man, it, it just created a buzz of excitement. You know, stuff like that gives the fans hope for this season, up and coming season. And most important, Jacob, it, it exposed the uh, NFL Network channel, which the league is always trying to do. It goes back to what I talked about our first week of kicking the show off: is that the NFL is a business first and the league second. Well, you know, Lamont, I, you know, I remember you saying that, and, and, and uh, you know, you hit it right on the head, and that's exactly what Roger Gardell and the uh, front office was thinking. You know, when that schedule came out, Lamont, I was so, so happy to see that. Man, there are going to be some great, great matchups this year. And I don't know if the, if the uh, extension to the season allowed that, but, uh, man, when, when the schedule came out, it, it, it's going to be a good year for football in the National Football League. Yeah, the NFL is the only league, only major league, uh, my opinion, that gives team hope for having a shot to win the Super Bowl uh, each year. Look at the Arizona Cardinals last year. I mean, if you, I don't know anybody that had them down to go to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, so the NFL does a great job of, of marketing and, and, and taxing their team that way that every year, man, you never know. The Detroit Lions that went on 16 last year might have opportunity to win it all this year. Well, they've got to show some hometown love to our Houston Texans. They came out, their schedule came out last week, Jacob, and I had the opportunity to review it last night when it, was, uh, when it came out. And I first thing that came, came to my mind, like, man, you know, right now the Texans, the best, I think their record so far, the best was uh, best season they ever had was 8-8. Eight and eight. But I got them down for next year, finishing up 9-7, and 5-4 the first, first half of the season, and finishing up at 4-3 and three in the back end. Man, you, 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 that's all the love you're going to show the Texans is one win from last year? Man, I'm, I'm going to break it down to you, Jacob. Their first week they played the Jets. I got them winning the Jets because the Jets is rebuilding. They really don't have established a quarterback yet since Brett Favre left. The second week they played the Tennessee Titans at Tennessee, and I got them losing that one because I got them, I got them losing that one, and I'm going to give you my reason why I got them losing that because – Going last year, I'm going off last year, the, the Texans didn't play well after they lost the first week to Pittsburgh Steelers. Then they went on another road trip to Tennessee and got whooped. 
So the first half of the season, because you you want to break the season down in halves, depending on when you break your your off week. So the first half, I got them beating the Jets, beating Jacksonville, beating the Raiders, beating Cincinnati, and they take their break on November the fifteenth, which the most important game of the season, in my opinion, Jacob. They come back that following week on prime time on Monday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans at home. And that, in my opinion, that I got them winning, losing the first Titan game, but winning the second one at home. Okay. Then on the That's- back end, I have, I have them losing to the Patriots, losing to the Dolphins, as well as beating the Seahawks, the Rams, Jacksonville again. I got a win in the series against Jacksonville and losing to the Colts. So, all in all, I think they're. It depends on what Matt Shaw do this year. Uh, but Lamont, also, you know what? You know, and, and I, I, I understand where you're coming from. But before they go to Buffalo on November the first, if they play the way that they're supposed to play, they could actually be seven and two. I don't see that. Because the only two teams that I really see them losing to is at Tennessee and at Arizona. I think they can handle San Francisco. You know, at Cincinnati, it's going to be kind of tough, but I think they can win that game. They have Oakland at home. They have Jacksonville at home. They have the Jets at home. You don't see them losing to the Bills. They play, look at the schedule. They play 49ers at home on October the 25th. The right. following week, they play November first in Buffalo. November first in Buffalo, they might get snow. You know, right. coming from Houston, they complained last year about having the roof open due to the uh, damage from Hurricane Ike. So, yeah, I don't, that's I don't, correct. Uh, yeah, that's a you know, game. That game in Buffalo is oh. going to be pretty tough, along with the you know that Indianapolis coach game in Indianapolis, and you know, I see them a little bit better than five and four before the break, before their bye week. We'll see. We'll see. I got them down to nine. Well, since, since we mentioned Buffalo Bills, let's go ahead and roll into that. Uh, Terrell Lawrence showing up to workouts this week. Well, last week, I'm sorry. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the media was dogging T.O. for missing uh, uh, voluntary workouts. He was basically had excused absence to go to Alzheimer's uh, Gala down in D.C., uh, but then he surprised pretty much the organization and the media by showing up to workout last week. Uh, I think that was a great move, PR move for T.O. And, and for the most part, T.O. knows what he's doing. He knows how to play the media. But I just think that the media jumped to the gun once again. And, and, and T.O., is, 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 he understands the importance of chemistry and building a, a relationship, on the field relationship with the quarterback, Trent Edwards, with the Buffalo Bills. So let me ask you a question. When you were with the Washington Redskins and you guys had this, you know, you know voluntary workout, were there guys who actually missed those workouts? Yeah. And was it publicized like T.O. was publicized? Again, we, I think we talked about that last couple of weeks ago. Yes, guys missed workouts, but at the same time, Jacob, when it was time for them to show up, they showed up. It wasn't as publicized, but then, but then again, it was Steve Spurrier was there, so it just felt like college all over again. It was kind of like he was a CEO and everybody else. He, he, he was big on delegating responsibilities to the position coaches, so – God got away with murder if, if it was in cahoots with the position coach. But uh, your boy Troy Aikman came out last week and, and made a comment about T.O., uh, saying that the Cowboys made the right move by letting him go. Said yeah. that uh, it's, it's hard in the league to make a player happy. And I just thought, I thought about that. When I heard that, Jacob, I was like, man, you know, it's funny how 
former players now is out of the game, it's easy to run their mouth and say what they want to say. But T.O. is no different, in my opinion, than Michael Irvin. When Michael Irvin played with the Dallas Cowboys back in their uh, early 90s, all the way up to 99, he pretty much, every high like you see Michael Irvin, he's like, you know, he, he calling for the ball, he, you know, calling himself a playmaker. And Troy didn't have an issue with that. I just think the only difference between then and now is that they was winning. They was winning Super Bowls. Uh, a lot of the off-field issues was kind of overlooked because they was winning, and, and winning kind of covers up everything. But now that T.O., everybody thought it was going to pan out, I mean, uh, be great for T.O. at Dallas. It didn't pan out that way. So everybody and their mom got a comment about, about him being released and, 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 and things of that nature. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I just think it was wrong for Troy Aikman to come out. But I understand where he's coming from. He's saying that, you know, T.O. was a distraction in the locker room as well as on the field, and uh, it affected some of the players, and that was one of the reasons why he felt like the uh, Cowboys uh, were not winning. However, you know, he's pinning a lot of hopes on, you know, you know the, the uh, acquired Roy Williams, and Lamont, I don't know if that guy's going to live up to the uh, expectations that the Cowboy, you know, organization is, is is putting up on him. I don't know that much about him, so you know, maybe you can tell us a little bit about him. Well, I I really only part I mean, Detroit Lions didn't get any major games left. That they played on the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving break, but I didn't really check him out until he got with the Dallas Cowboys, and he he didn't look too impressive in my opinion, but. You know, I, I give him a shot this year. I just want to see uh, how, he, how he step up this year and, and the chemistry between him and Tony Romo. But, Jacob, let me ask you, uh, uh, let's move into the uh, Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch. I'm sorry. My thing is I wonder if, 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 if T.O. is bringing these off, not T.O., but if the off-the-field off, off issues from Dallas is following T.O. to Buffalo because now Marshawn Lynch is suspended for three for the first three games on gun charges, uh, that he uh, was charged with gun charges a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, uh, as well as Dante Whitner was arrested, I think last week for a riot, for starting a riot or a fight downtown in 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 Buffalo. I want to say Buffalo uh, for attending a party. Man, I I, I just think right now uh, Buffalo, being that Buffalo is a low media market, and Buffalo is going is really hurting far as in this uh, recession. I think a lot of these players that's on the team need to kind of get their focus together and, and, and regroup and, and stop trying to get into my Here's the thing, Jacob. You read majority of these incidents, these players getting into the uh, incidents with uh, police officers. I, I'm going to go ahead and go on the record and say, if you go against a cop or any cops, you're not going to win. I mean, that's just my opinion because, you know, Dante Whitner getting upset and want to fight the cops, you're not going to win. you got nothing to gain, everything to lose. Same with Marshawn Lynch being suspended for the first three games. That's going to hurt them coming into the 2009 season. Uh, teams going to adjust to that, double-team T.O., and kind of blitz down the middle on, on Trent Edwards. I think the guy, you know, I, I don't know if those guys are, you know, starving for attention or, you know, just they're just having a lot of fun in the off season. I don't know what it is. But for some apparent reason, it's it's happening a lot, you know, during this off season. Uh, do I think Keo brought some of that with him? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But I, I just I, when I first time when I heard about Marshall Lynch and Dante Whitten, I was like, man, it's like I'm hearing more about the Buffalo Bills players off 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 the field issues uh, than I have before. But uh, each his own. But uh. uh Leonard, Leonard Hall last week got some, uh, another. Uh, man, I don't, see, 
one thing I learned, Jacob, is always learn from other people's mistakes. And Leonard Hall, I guess he haven't figured that out. He was charged last week for driving, for drinking and driving. And then Dante Stallworth just get in trouble for manslaughter for uh, black charge. That's correct. It, I guess guys feel like they're invincible and, and it wouldn't happen to them. But having a blood alcohol level at point one four nine, that's ridiculous, man. I just this here's the thing: if you if you're out drinking, man, and y'all having a good time. I mean, call a cab. Worst case scenario, call a buddy or something. Get you know, get off that road because at the end of the day, it's gonna hit your pockets, and most likely you probably end up in jail. So I, I just well, I, it, I it's care. probably like you said earlier. You know, guys probably need to put good people around them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Just that just that just bad, man. Coming up, we'll discuss. Now, coming up, I, I'm gonna play my interview with Coach Johnny Cole from Texas Southern from this past weekend, as well as talk a little bit about the uh, Houston Astros. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Mega Life and Health Insurance Company can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and individuals just like you who need affordable health insurance to get it. So call us right now. 888-459-4825. 888 5-9-4-8-2-5. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, call us now and see how we can help you. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. Home office, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Not available in all states. Benefits may vary by state. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who will work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
you're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. On the Voice America Sports Network, Jacob, I had the opportunity to attend the Coaches Clinic, uh, Texas Southern Coaches Clinic last weekend. Uh, I had the opportunity to sit down as well, I mean, sit down with uh, Texas Southern Head Coach Johnny Cole uh, to discuss. Uh, I had a few questions for him to discuss a few things. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and roll that right now. This is Lemont Williams, host of Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Network. Today I have head coach of the Texas Southern University Tigers, uh, Johnny Cole. Uh, coach, I want to ask you just a couple quick questions. Uh, after starting uh, the last couple of years as, as, as taking over and rebuilding the program, uh, you guys uh, are off to a great start this year. Uh, one thing uh, that I noticed today that you guys are starting a coaching clinic uh, give me your thought process when you wanted to, uh, how, when you decided to, to start this clinic this year and try to network with the high school coaches. Well, I think one of the most important things is, is you got to uh, uh, be able to have some type of relationship with the high school coaches because recruiting is the bread line of any great program. Uh, so you have to start there, and uh, you know, to, also to let uh, these high school coaches know that Texas Southern is alive and well, and that our field is 100 yards long and 53 yards wide, and that we got some great coaches over here that can teach the game of football just like anybody in the country. Uh, so it's important uh, for me uh, uh, for them to come over and see our facilities. I think our facilities is one of the best at one double A level. Uh, that you can get and probably better than some 1A levels. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's real important that I bridge the gap between uh, 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 the high school coaches here in Texas uh, because, you know, you can go where, anywhere in the country, and arguably uh, Texas football is the best in the country. Yes, yes. One thing, Coach, um, a lot of before you came back to, to Houston, I know you was here before with the Texas, Texas Southern, but now that you're back here in Houston, tell me how are you attacking – yourself and your coaching staff attacking the uh, young prospect here in Houston and trying to keep these hometown boys here um, here in, in Houston, especially playing for the Texas Southern Tigers? Well, you know, you know, we're just trying to give them information. Uh, you know, uh, if they can go back and look when they was a freshman and seen all those big-time football players leave and go, go away to these other schools, number one, did they play there? Uh, did all of them play? Number two, and most important, is did they graduate? Yeah. Uh, and number three is if they did graduate, what did they do? Did they come back to Houston or did they stay off in those small little cities? And I think they came back to Houston. So what we try to tell them is that, uh, you know, you're in the fourth largest uh, city in the country. Uh, arguably is probably the number one media sports town in, 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 the, in the country. Uh, you know, you can play right here and you can go where you need to go. Uh, you know, when you look at our conference as a whole, uh, you know, the best wide receiver ever played the the game in the NFL is Jerry Rice. Yeah. He's right from the SWAC conference. Uh, the all-time SWAC leader uh, it graduated from here. And matter of fact, went to school here, Michael Strahan. Um, one of the greatest tailbacks and just he's number two in all-time rushing is Walter Pate, played in this conference. 
so we want to let them know that uh, you can go places uh, from from this conference, from this university. Uh, and uh, also, again, you know, to, to let them know uh, that just to come over here and check out our facilities and tell them they don't have to go nowhere else. Their parents and their friends can see them every Saturday right here at Texas Southern University. Yeah. At Lane College, you had opportunity to coach uh, to Kobe Jones, which is currently now with the Houston Texans. Uh, on my show, I kind of want to inform and educate the listeners on about the transition process. Uh, from, it's going to be a time when you have to walk off the field, and there's no more no nobody cheering for you, there's nobody, you know, showing up to the stadium to hear your name. Uh, a lot of guys that come to you know, Texas Southern or U of H or other schools want to. Ultimate goal is to get to the NFL. As a head coach at Texas Southern, how are you preparing your guys for the transitional period for the guys that will not have the opportunity to try out for NFL teams uh, coming up next year? Well, uh, you know, one of the things that we do here, we just not only build your your young men just both physically. Uh, we work on their social skills. Uh, we try to build them uh, academically as well as spiritually. Uh, you know, going to church. Uh, a couple times out of the year with the team is a part of what we do. I think everybody needs to have some type of spiritual growth or spirit inside of them. Uh, we also, we don't allow braids and earrings and, and dreads. Uh, we don't allow, uh, you know, uh, saggy pants in our program. And we do that to, to let make them understand is once they got leave here, they got to be professionals. Yes. And so often time you see our our, our our players or um, NFL players, you know, look in any kind of way. And matter of fact, they're coming up with rules on on how to dress up there. You know, the greatest team in in the world is the Army. You know, all of them uh, haircuts alike, they dress alike, they think alike. Because in the battle of war, you can't have no second guesses. So we we establish some rules and laws here at our program. We also bridge the gap between the community. We have our young men go out and speak at different elementary schools. We have a blood drive. We go to the children's hospital. So, you know, we try to build them all the way up so when they do leave here and, and the crowd start, stop cheering because it's going to stop one day. Uh, you know, we have a mentoring program here uh, through our pastor, uh, Clint Brewster, where we have ex-TSU uh, people in the, in, the, in the community and friends that our professionals come back and actually tutor and take interest in different young men on our football team. Uh, so, you know, we, we try to cover all ends because, you know, my philosophy in this business is if I coach you for four and five years, uh, uh, it's my job to get you across that, that stage and prepare you for the next level. Well, sound like, Coach, you guys are heading down the right road. Um, I appreciate the time this morning for a quick interview. I wish you guys much success this year. Uh, I'm coming out to your let you know now I'm coming out to the golf tournament on the eighteen as well as on sixteen I'm sorry and as well as uh support your camp summer camp this year and uh look forward as I continue to grow through the sports media. I look to grow with you guys as well up here at Texas Southern, so I appreciate it. Thank you, uh you know, uh for the time and you know, any time that we get opportunity to sell our program, uh, you know, we're looking forward that to that. Uh, you know, I think we got some good over here. Uh, I think our president, John Rutley, and our athletic director, uh, Charles McClellan, Dr. McClellan, I think we're going in the right direction here, and you won't be wrong if you send your young man over here, whether you're a coach or a parent. Okay. Thank you, Coach. It's a great interview. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, I want to go ahead and say thanks again to uh, Coach Coles 
and the Texas Southern staff over there showed me some love, man. Uh, we all growing together in this business, so so I really appreciate coach uh, appreciate the coach taking time out this uh, this busy morning out of the coaching clinic uh, that morning and sitting down with me and having a quick interview. Jacob, I know you're a Southern grad. Uh, you believe SWAC, I believe MEAC, but uh, I'm, man, Texas Southern they looking good. They looking good. I had an opportunity to check out their facilities. Coach talked about their their great facilities over there. One thing I know is they revamped their whole facilities over there. Uh, the new AD came in, some fresh blood, pumped in some fresh money in there, and uh, they got new weights, uh, new coaches' office, and it's just, it's just my thing is this, Jacob. You know, if you're gonna play good, you gotta look good, and I think in order for them to be able to bring in some top recruits, you know, you gotta make sure it looks presentable. You gotta make sure it looks good, looks nice, and, and their facility is up to par now. Uh, they was able to, to snag in some guys locally here, so they got a great recruiting class. And I'm just looking forward to see what they're going to do against uh, your Southern Jaguars this year. Well, Lamont, let me let me just say this. Number one, you know they're in that Western Division with uh, Grambling, Southern, and uh, Prairie View. You know, uh, you know Prairie View had a great season uh, this, this past 2008 year, and uh, but you know Grambling and Southern is always going to be at the top. And you know, I, I hate to say this, it was a great interview that you did this morning, but you know until you can you can move ahead of those guys. My pick is pretty much going to be Southern Grambling again this year. Southern Grambling? I mean, if I can't remember, didn't Texas Southern play y'all in a close game last year? No. No, Lamont, again, my picks this year for the Western Division is, as a matter of fact, here's how it's going to go. I'm picking Southern to win the Western Division SWAC, followed by Prairie View, Grambling, and then Texas Southern. I got. I'm gonna go ahead and go on a limb and say Texas Southern. Not just because I got the interview with uh, Coach Coles, but uh, I like. I had the opportunity to sit in on the coach's clinic and saw kind of their kind of offense and their and their defense uh, of, of the film that was breaking down to the high school uh, coaches. So uh, I like their I like their uh, their package they they putting together this year. So I'm a, I'm gonna go with Texas Southern number one. Uh, follow up preview. They had a decent last year. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say Grambling, then Swack, then 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 Southern. I know you you're gonna be upset because I put Southern at the end, but no, that's not that's your pick. Yeah. I mean, I'm a MEAC guy, so you really want to play some football? Come on, the East Coast, uh, get you, oh. get punched in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll be right back after a quick break. Uh, we'll talk a little of Houston Astros baseball as well as wrap up the show. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports what's it like what's it like it's lonely it's really lonely i miss my brother i miss my brother i'm surrounded by other people but it's not the same i've got other people around me but it's not the same 
It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's pretty me. scary, Ryan, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always me. wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, let's go ahead and talk about our Astros, man. Uh, it never fails. Every time this year, we always start off to a slow start, man. We thus far, we we one and six, uh, man. I see that's the thing about baseball, Jacob. I mean, you're a baseball guy, college ball, and 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 and, and I, I think you had some trials or whatever. But man, think about baseball. I really don't pick it up until after the All Star break, which. Uh, but the Astros, man, they just they just disappointed me, right? They just disappointed with the with this slow start. Well, Lamont, I don't know what type of expectations uh, you have for the Houston Astros this year, but uh, you know, I agree. Yeah, they're definitely off to a very very slow start. The bats are not, you know, the bats are not. They haven't woken up yet, and uh, you know, the pitching haven't, you know, lived up to what I thought their 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 rotation was pretty much going to do. But you got to understand, this is a hundred and eighty-two game season. And, you know, we're only on the seventh game. And if I can remember last year, you know, they had a, you know, pretty slow start. And they kind of, like, picked it up, you know, about three weeks into the season. So, you know, opening the season with Chicago here in Houston, three-game set, and then you go to St. Louis, you know, for a three-game set, couple that with a road game, you know, to Pittsburgh after St. Louis. You know, that's, 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 that's a tough schedule to start out with. But, you know, things should ease up in a couple of weeks when they come home, I think, for about 14 games. And I think you're going to see a, uh, a better Houston Astros team. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I grew up in Virginia. We didn't have any pro teams. So now that I'm here in Houston, I, you know, I show the hometown teams love. My expectation is high for every team uh, starting off. And I, I really like the manager over there, uh, Cecil Cooper. Uh, 
he's on his last deal, on his last, I think his contract expires this year. And and Drake McClain, the owner over there, man, he he's business, he's business all the way, all the way around. So I, I'm gonna go out and say I don't even think uh, Cecil Cooper might make it to to the All Star break, man. I just it's just that organization over there, man. In my opinion is uh, I don't know, man. I I don't know what to say. I don't know what they're trying to do or where they're trying to go. I know back in '05 they made it to the World Series, but. Uh, man, I, I just hope Cecil Cooper gets okay. turned around. Lamont, 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 settle down. It, it, we're, again, we're only into seven games. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's a long road, you know, that goes with Major League Baseball. you got to understand, you have until the end of September. Yeah, I know, I know. But if they're they going to so, get you know, my you dollars. You understand, guys have to, you know, number one, at the beginning of the year, they try and get into the season. Because yeah. you know they go through all of these uh, these 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 preseason contests where everybody is in Florida, they're having fun. Yeah. And, you know, it just takes guys a little bit of time to get acclimated to what they're doing. Yeah, they look a little different. You know, baseball guys a little different. So, so I mean, you know, being the fact that I, I play football and it's in my blood, it's like you got to come out the gate hitting them in the mouth. I don't know about all this. Wait to September mess. But let me let me ask you. Uh, uh, now that we're in the post steroid era, it's not too many good major league. Well, I mean, who, who, my opinion, major league players out there. I got Albert Pujols, I got A Rod, and Derek Jeter. I mean, in your opinion, who's the best players right now in this post steroid era? Uh, Pujols, without a doubt. Yeah, I got Pujols I, number one, I, but I, I then think, I got A Rod. I mean, one. But Lamont, what he does. Let me tell you what he does. Number one, the, the the reason I like Pujols, number one, is because he's a Christian. You're never going to hear anything about Pujols. The guy's been in the league now for, what, about eight or nine years? Yeah, something like that. You haven't heard any negative thing about Pujols. Not yet. <laughs> we said the same thing about A-Rod and Derek Jeter. I mean, I understand about being a Christian. I'm all for that. But, uh, man, baseball right now with that – Steroids mess all over there. That's here's the thing. I, I know we're our show started a little bit later after the steroid thing took off, but I, I can never understand why guys would kind of take steroids to be better. I mean, it's like either you got it or you don't, and if you don't have it, you always can work on it and become better. It's like taking steroids, man. That's that's just a cop out. But Lamont, if you got to understand what guys are thinking is, okay, my contract is up, or I'm only going to get the big money. If I'm performing, but Jacob, that's cheating, man. That's I mean, you can't you can't whitewash it. You can't justify it. That's cheating, man. I mean, at the end of the day, if I I mean if I line up and you line up, or in baseball, I'm at the mound or I'm at the plate and you're you're pitching to me and you strike me out, I gotta just look at you and say you beat me. I mean, I can't say oh I need to go ahead and shoot up so I can become better to beat you next time. It's like man, I mean, I I, I don't know, man. It's just. It takes it takes the integrity away from the game, in my opinion. I just think one guy, a couple of guys started it, and it spread like wild, like a wildfire throughout the league. And before you know it, everybody was juicing. Yeah, but Lamont, you have to understand, Major League Baseball didn't have a legitimate drug testing uh, uh, policy, but they and so illegal. guys were it's illegal to take advantage of any situation they could. Number one, to get a big contract, and number two, to help their you know to help their team. So. With that being said, since the league didn't have anything implemented in terms of strong drug testing, guys took advantage of that. But guess what? Now that everything is out, 
I guarantee you that is going to be minimized tremendously. And now you're going to see guys who used to perform at a high level may not performing at that same level now because of that. I agree, but at the same time, like guys like Andrew Young from the Braves, all these guys, is, I mean, it was, you know, dominated a couple of years ago now. And, you know, and even though I think Andrew Young, didn't he go down to AAA or something like that? I, I Andrew don't know. Andrew Young but, is with the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, he's with the Dodgers now. But I just, right. man, I, at the end of the day, Jacob, it's like, look, it's like this here. If you got it, use it. If you don't got it, then work on it, man. Work on your game, get better. Steroids, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just think, I think, I mean, you can't justify it's cheating. Cheating is cheating, and, and, and you just put an asterisk on whatever you're trying to accomplish. Right. I agree. Yeah. Um, so who do you think will win it all this year, uh, Major League? Since you're a baseball guy, I'm, I'm learning the sport. I mean, I watch it. The thing about baseball, Jacob, with me is like, I like to watch it live. I mentioned about the Astros getting off to a slow start. And I want to comment on it. If they want my money in this tough time, they got to they at least produce. They got to show me, okay, if I'm going to drive across town to go to a game, I got to at least be excited about something. I'm not going to be excited about a one-and-six start. So uh, I think the Astros, they might turn around. They always turn it up late in the season. They might make a push for the playoffs, but that's it. That's it. I don't think they're going to make it. They might not make it to – I don't even think they'll make it ever to the World Series probably the next three to four years in my opinion. Well, they definitely have to make some changes if you're expecting them, you know, to go to the uh, to go to the World Series. Um, you know, in the American League, Lamont, I really like the L.A. Angels. I know they, you know, they had some tragedy in the beginning of the season, but uh, you know, I, I, I like them. The Yankees, uh, you know, the Yankees in Boston are going to battle it out. And uh, I'm picking the Yankees to come out of the East in the American League, and I'm going to say probably the Yankees in the World Series for the American League. On the National League side, I like the L.A. Dodgers, um, not only because they have Manny Ramirez, but they they made some key acquisitions, you know, in the offseason. So I like them. You know the Chicago Cubs. Um, you know, um, you know everybody says that they have that curse, and I, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to get past that because it's a mental thing with them now. But and I also like, you know, Florida is looking good. You can't count out Atlanta. I don't think Philadelphia is going to get back because they won it last year. You can't count out the Mets, even though they're off to like a not a slow start, but a, but a, you know they're three and four, so they have to pick it up a little bit. But coming out of the National League, I would probably say the L.A. Dodgers. Okay. Well, I got, I got, I'm gonna roll the dice. I say I, I'm gonna go with the Mets, the, the New York Mets. I think they're gonna win it all this year for some for, for some strange reason. I really think they're gonna take it all this year. But Jacob, we got about a minute and a half before it's time for us to wrap up the show. I want to touch back a little bit. You know, I got to go back to the NFL before we roll out here and kind of toot my horn to my man James Harrison with his new contract. Six-year, $51 million deal, $20 million bonus. I just, oh, well, go ahead. That, that, was, a, that was a great, great uh, contract for him. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, his background, been an undrafted free agent out of Kent State, was cut a few times, got his big break when Joey Porter got cut and released from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, that just showed guys right there. That just showed me his hope in the league. And, guys, if you, if you plug away at it and, and keep doing it, you eventually become a defense player of the year and get more, and get a new deal like that. But well, Jacob, it's about that time, man. 
I want to thank all you all for listening to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. I want you guys to have a blessed week. And remember, sports plus business equals wealth. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.